and an integrated man would rather face severe consequences than break his word. Every man knows that his word is as powerful as his actions, and they must be taken at face value. I'm your host, Neil Atim, and this is the Integrated Man Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to episode one of the Integrated Man Podcast. So happy that you're joining in today, and I got a value-packed session for you here. I'll just make it clear. This is not a place for comfort zones and comforting lies. You know, some people were put on it to solve global hunger or remove carbon from the atmosphere. I believe I was put here to put men in discomfort in a good way, of course, to help you level up and live above and beyond your potential, nothing less. You see, usually we're surrounded by people who tell us everything that we want to hear, but never really the things that we need to hear. So I'm going to be that person. I'm not here to tell you that you should take it easy to let the universe take its course and see what life brings you. That is passive and passive men achieve nothing. I'm here to encourage you to live with intention, to live with urgency, to take charge and to know when to surrender rather than live in a surrender state. Now, for today's topic, I'll cover first and foremost, what the hell is an integrated man? Then I'll be covering what makes us men. So when do we transition from boyhood into manhood? Then I'll share with you 10 actionable steps that every man should implement in his life if he wants to maximize his potential. So let's get this show on the road. So what is an integrated man? First, let's cover what he's not. An unintegrated man is simply an adult male who simply hasn't done the quote-unquote work. He lacks intention in the way he lives his life. He can be too soft or too hard, always on the extreme. He may deny the existence of or mindlessly indulge in his impulses. He may struggle with addiction, confusion, numbness, or fluctuating despair. He might pretend that he's a nice guy with no issues or ignore his own darkness and true potential, putting it aside. There's an animalistic side to everyone, especially men, because ultimately, we are animals. As men, we tend to have a unique, violent, and savage streak running through us. This is innate. There's a wildness in us that if it isn't integrated and harnessed, it can be scary. Whether this man is cut off from it or acts out from it, he's letting himself be controlled by it. The integrated man, however is a man who has done the work, who is doing the work, because it never really ends. He faces the animal inside, he faces his own pain, and emerges on the other side a more whole, mindful, and effective man. He taps into his darkness, tames it, and uses it as fuel rather than letting it go to waste or disrupt the cultivation of his best life. He's aware of his emotions and psychology, and can powerfully communicate and navigate them. He is connected to a sense of purpose and direction, and consistently moves in alignment with it. It doesn't mean he never has issues, sadness, doubts, and defeats. Of course he does. An integrated man is still a human being. Rather, it means he's awake, alive, and able to respond to life impeccably. He takes charge and total responsibility in everything in his life, And this is not an easy place to get to, but this is why you're here. So, what makes us go from boyhood to manhood? Do boys menstruate when they become men? 
No. That would have made it simple, however. Yeah, you get some pubes when you are capable of reproduction, but it takes far more work to claim that title of being a man. It's no secret that we mature at a slower rate compared to women, maintaining playfulness and running from responsibility for as long as we could. But it catches up, and the longer we delay, the heavier the burden becomes. In many cultures, there's a distinct transition from boyhood to manhood. It is usually symbolized by a task of physical initiation. For example, the ancient Spartans would send their young boys into the wild and make them fend for themselves. If they returned, they were then christened men. If not, I mean, they died. So that was pretty intense. Today, thankfully, we don't live with such intensity, but we can learn from this. In modern society, we have no equivalent tests. As you can imagine, this creates tremendous social problems. Lots of males today are stuck in a state of somewhat suspended adolescence and don't know how to progress to manhood. You might be thinking, well, I'm past 18, I guess it's too late. But not really. A rite of passage can happen at any time. It's never too late to become a man. And rites of passage typically need a clear demarcation point saying, before I was a boy and now I am a man. For example, taking a solo trip across the world, bring a new country, moving to a new place from where you grew up, completing some challenge that is way beyond your comfort zone, being able to perform a difficult skill that takes time and dedication to achieve. The tougher and more mentally challenging or even physically challenging, the better, right? Self-sufficiency is the core determining factor. In all cultures, the boys had to prove they can survive alone. So can you as a man support yourself without the need of others? If yes, only then you can truly claim the title. Children are dependent. That's why they have to rely on parents. A grown man is supposed to be independent or at least capable of independence. Once this is done, you have somewhat proven that you can protect and provide, at least for yourself. And as men, if we were to be reduced to the absolute bare minimum, we would be protectors and providers. So if you, as a man, you feel like you haven't had that initiation yet, you feel like you haven't been through some challenge, you haven't proven your independence, how do you actually go about doing this? How do you actually do the work? And that is completely up to you. There is no set path or set challenge. You need to figure that out because everyone's journey is unique. Now, one of the major problems today is that there's relatively few men around us to teach us what the work is or support us in doing it. Many generations ago, we had available communities of like older men to help initiate boys into their own internal sense of masculinity. These men, they had the time, they had the passion, they had the heart, they had the energy to share this wisdom with younger men, to pass down all this knowledge to the next generation and guide them into maturity. The wiser men would teach us about everything we needed to know on how to live life the way men should be living. But now we don't have that luxury. In today's world, where there's an increasing rate of fatherlessness, and even for those who have fathers, usually the father is the one out at work all the time, providing, or he himself, although his intentions are good, he may not have done the work and may not be an efficient teacher. So how do we move beyond this as men? 
How do we actually do the work? So I'm going to give you 10 things you can immediately implement to help you become more integrated as a man. So number one, spend quality time with quality men. Now, this point is very simple and often misunderstood, but it's a big piece of the puzzle. The most important and healing thing men are missing today is quality time in each other's company. Now, the key word here is quality. I don't mean playing video games or chatting shit or smoking up or going drinking. There's a time and a place for everything. In this context, I'm talking about deep, vulnerable sharing and support. This is about spending time in ways where you are being radically honest with each other about what's going on in each other's lives, with your struggles, your wins, your losses, your dreams, your fears, your pain, to be totally seen and to really express yourself and be accepted and accept others as well. We don't get quality time with each other for multiple reasons. But one of the main reasons today is that we live a very individualistic lifestyle, meaning that we're all going after things for ourselves, to take care of ourselves, for survival, basically. Although that is necessary, it may not be the best thing. Now, men, and yes, everyone, evolved to thrive in tribes and squads. We face danger together, we build trust and brotherhood. We needed and relied on each other to get through life, basically. And this is still factual today. We can do so much more when we have the right people around us supporting and vice versa. Now, one of the major factors that compete against spending quality time is the endless access to screen time between YouTube and Netflix and this podcast and gaming. It's so difficult to actually fight this. Because technology has become so advanced at exploiting our innate desires and triggers. And we're just flooded with stimulation constantly, which just keeps us distracted and ineffective and just all over the place. Another factor that really breaks down what quality time means for us as men is how we've been conditioned to never speak about emotions or be vulnerable with each other. Things like emotional awareness and vulnerable communication, we were never taught. In fact, it was actually discouraged for most men or boys growing up. We were taught to toughen up, to be strong, to get shit done, to follow the crowd, basically. And showing any kind of softness, crying or talking about your feelings, you would be shamed. Like, that is the life of a boy. And the truth is, it takes little practice to get in touch with your emotions, to talk through them. But when you start doing it, with some safe, committed, good-hearted men, it feels like finding water after wandering through the desert. And once you have that bond, you have those people around you, life becomes much easier as a man. There's nothing suppressed anymore. You can let it out. You can get the support you need. And it just feels good to share. And it's amazing to see what happens when you reclaim this energy. Nothing held in, nothing suppressed. It takes effort to do that. And when you can apply this effort elsewhere, you can see a lot of progress in your life. These emotions or feelings or burdens that we may have and unable to share. And when we do share it, we unlock this energy and we can apply it to any other areas of our lives. So as mentioned, get together with other men. Get intentional on quality time. Put away your phones and other distractions. Have that pact in there where you're confidential with each other. It's just men sharing with men on anything. Hold a safe space. Let men talk one by one. Don't interrupt. 
This is a place where you can be vulnerable, emotion, anything. Let it out. Share and help a brother out. Make this a regular practice. Hold each other accountable to do things, the things that you've been avoiding or the things that you need to do to level up in various areas of your lives. Now, number two, you need to learn to manage your emotions. Anger is a gateway to deep confidence, authority, and empowerment if you develop a healthy relationship and harness it. Softness is usually discouraged amongst men, and so is anger. It can be something scary, unpredictable, or it may overwhelm some men. Because it makes so many people uncomfortable, anger is trained out of men. So we're taught to suppress it, to never be angry, to always be kind and happy and all this kind of stuff. But reality is life gets in the way and we can become angry. And if you don't learn how to control this, how to manage this emotion, it can become a really destructive force in your life with your career, with your relationships, with everything. Like, there is no upside to uncontrolled anger. However, if you learn to control and manage it, you can channel this into something. So whether it's a gym or a practice, martial arts, whatever it is. Now, anger is something that can really offset a man, especially if he's facing a lot of stuff in his life, if he has faced a lot of stuff in his life and hasn't done the work as mentioned before. Now, you don't want to be on the ends of the spectrum, meaning you don't want to be this hothead or volatile person who is like just flipping out all the time. And at the same time, you don't want to be like this pushover, this super nice guy that would just be a yes man, right? Now, suppressing your anger either leads to meekness or depression or maybe even uncontrolled outbursts because it's just a form of denial. It's not actually dealing with the problem. Now, whatever the case is, anger is one of the most powerful resources you can have as a man if you know how to channel and use it properly. Now, there's a host of other emotions we experience as men. This may be fear, sadness, guilt, frustration, whatever it may be. Now, if you're new to this, one of the first things you'll need to start doing is identifying your emotions. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you can label it as something, you're then well on the way to actually fixing it or managing it. Let me explain. If you can identify anger within yourself, you already assigned a label to it and then you can know, okay, I need to fix anger. How do I go about this? And you turn it into something actionable. It's the same thing with sadness. Why am I sad? How do I actually counter sadness? If I feel guilt or shame or fear, whatever it may be, you start by labeling it. And one of the best exercises you can do is start writing. For me personally, I love to write. It's something I've been doing since I was a teenager and it really helped me process the difficulties of life, let's say. And I face a lot of stuff in my life, like you, like everyone else. But writing has been an incredibly powerful tool to help me overcome and manage my emotions. I'm not some Buddha or yogi on a mountain, but I have really good control on my emotions. And at the end of the day, don't matter who you are, you'll have your moments. So that is reality. But the main point here is learning to manage your emotions. So like I said, the actionable step here is to start writing. Identify what you feel, your emotions, and then you can devise a plan on how do I actually deal with this. And this brings me to point number three, which is getting out of your head. If you want to feel more grounded, peaceful, confident, directed, and energetic, 
you need to get out of your head and into your body. So what do I mean by this? Being disembodied and distracted is the trait of a modern man. If you're not involved in physical work, most men operate their bodies like vehicles to transport them around, to just watch TV or eat or go from place to place. But there is no real embodiment. There is no connection to the body. It's like fighting millions of years of evolution to have that mind-body connection. And now we're just plugged into a screen. Between our mobile devices and pretty much everything in our lives, it's easy to get overwhelmed and lost without even knowing it. It just sneaks up on us and uh, over time until you feel like you've fallen asleep in the middle of life, like nothing has changed for years. We went through like millions of years of evolution and for our bodies to be intimately connected to our minds. And this brings me to point number three, which is getting out of your head. If you want to feel more grounded, peaceful, confident, energetic, whatever it is, the good stuff, you need to get out of your head and into your body. With our modern lives, we're always sitting down or lying down or consuming from a screen. And realistically speaking, we didn't go through millions of years of evolution to live like this, right? We have this deep and intimate mind-body connection and we don't even use it anymore. Getting physical, it clears all that static that builds up in our minds and our feelings. It helps us stay in tune with our gut instincts to help our hormones flow to help our energy levels stay high. It makes you feel more self-respect for taking care of your own body. It relieves stress, it calms negative thinking and anxiety and whatever emotions you may be experiencing as well. Overall, you'll be a sharper man, a happier man by just getting out of your head and into your body. Spending time in your body is not just lifting weights and working out and all of that, although those have huge benefits. It can be meditation or just going for a walk in the park, spending time in nature, walking bare feet on the ground. Simple things like this, being present in the moment rather than just being glued to a screen. Remember, get out of your head and into your body. Do this daily. And this brings me to point number four, which is to build shit, to get shit done. It's easy to sit back and consume and feel busy and feel productive. Oh, I'm doing this online course. I'm listening to this podcast. I'm reading this book. It feels good, but you're not actually doing anything. Right? So internal power, confidence and fulfillment. It comes from building momentum. It's a series of wins and then triumphs and over the bullshit in your own mind, which comes from seeing things through to completion, you know? The way to do this is to actually get to work. You won't have wins if you're just thinking about winning. You need to actually go out and execute. You know, when you start building, you feel effective, purposeful, and more confident in actualizing anything you can dream of. This is the core essence of a man, to actually build stuff. There's something about knowing you're capable of executing and handling yourself that makes you feel powerful. It's a great definition of confidence. Accomplishments doesn't need to be some grandiose things. It can be simple things like checking off stuff on your to-do list, things you have to do around the house. It doesn't have to be climbing a mountain all the time. It's as simple as just taking 10 minutes, just sitting down and writing down all those things you've been putting off. List it down, write it down. There's power in writing, as I mentioned before. And then it becomes so much simpler. It's just items on your checklist. You just check it off. When you start building stuff, it puts you in a state of leadership. It helps you take control, which is extremely powerful and good for your emotional state. It changes the way you think and feel. Ultimately, that is what you want. You start small and let the fire grow naturally. This is where you build up and 
the challenges that you want to face, it actually increases. And over time, you'll be applying this energy to things you didn't see coming or projects you didn't think you can possibly do. This is the power of getting shit done. So go out and build. And this brings me to point number five. And this is a deep one, which is don't forgive your father. Thank him. You see, our relationships or lack of relationships with our parents set the stage for the rest of our lives. We all leave so much shit unsaid with our family system. And most of the time it has to be that way. It's not really a good idea to do therapeutic work at the dinner table. But left untouched, the dynamic of your relationship with your father will affect the way you feel, think and act and even connect without you even knowing. This is especially the case if you had less than ideal experience with your father. Now, the father connection is particularly important for men. Your father is the one who is supposed to help you become a man, to teach you the things that you need to know. And most men carry this really heavy weight of having to live up to the expectations of their fathers. On the other side, there are many men who carry silent wounds and resentments about their fathers, whether he was absent, critical, soft, loveless, controlling, rough, or just abusive. The list goes on. So whether you know it or not, the father or the empty space that our father was supposed to occupy is massively important to us. He is supposed to be a doorway to initiation into manhood. His approval and acceptance is a big part of what makes us feel a sense of worth and belonging. Now, many guys had either an absent or abusive father, but even if your father simply didn't attend to you in the right way or spend enough time making you feel seen or was soft in his own life, you will carry the effects of that forward in your life if it's not addressed. So back to the core topic, which is thank him. Now, forgiving your father is an act of maturity and becoming your own man. You need to reach the place where you realize that he's just a person with his own flaws and shortcomings. You see all the factors that lead to him becoming who he was and leading the life that he did. He did the best he can do with what he had, even if his best wasn't the ideal outcome that you would have hoped for. So this is why I said you need to thank him, because ultimately, this would have been a person who actually cared for you, who did his best with what he had. And the truth is, the things we hate in our fathers are likely within us. And the anger that we have usually clouds our ability to see just how much like them we really are. So letting go of our mental bullshit and actually acknowledging this is a huge and necessary step to heal the wounds that we may have with our fathers. You don't actually have to say this to his face if he's alive, but if you're lucky enough to have a father who's around and also willing to have such a conversation, you should go for it. To me, it will only make things better. But the most important part of this process is to do it for yourself or to share it with other men that you trust. You need to go beyond the stage of blaming your father for making you to be anything. Happen, happen. It's a past. So it ultimately comes down to what are you going to do about it? Are you going to be bitter or are you just going to be a better person? So you need to radically accept all the circumstances in your life and just move forward from there. Don't get stuck in victim, boyhood, consciousness and mentality. And this brings me to point number six. Say no when you mean no. One of the most important things you can say out of self-respect is simply no. Learn to say no, practice it by yourself, then do it. Say no to things that you don't want to do, that you don't need to do, that you don't agree with, that you don't feel like doing. Don't let other people waste your time. Don't be doing shit for other people that you just don't want to do, that you don't have to do. 
Don't let other people waste your time. Learn to walk away and stop apologizing. You don't need to explain. And it's as simple as that. No means no. Have some self-respect and learn to say no. You don't need to be in this people-pleasing mode or always trying to be this person to do everything for everyone. Learning to say no can become one of the most freeing things you can develop in your life. And to make it clear, a no isn't rude in any way. It's the highest form of self-respect. And the more you start doing it, the easier it becomes. Really quickly, actually. And remember, be polite, but don't be apologetic. This is your time you're respecting. This is your energy you're respecting. And most importantly, a no is not rude in any way. And this brings me to point number seven, which is be decisive. As a man, it's critical for you to be decisive, to be able to decide on the things you want or else what you become is a consumer of other people's decisiveness. And you don't want to fall into the follower mentality. Always assume leadership of your own life. Be decisive for the things that you want, the things that you need, things that you desire in every area of your life. And a really good practice you can implement is to eliminate words of uncertainty. Words like I think or I coulda, shoulda, woulda. All of that is undecisive and passive language. So you need to be active. You need to be decisive in the things you want. Or else what would happen is that other people would decide for you and you don't want that. So this brings me to point number eight, which is to have hobbies or passions, right? So men should cultivate and upscale themselves continuously. Because remember that one day we may even be fathers, right? So what would we teach our kids? Would we teach them to watch 20 episodes of Netflix or a real skill that would help them in their life or hobbies? You know, find a hobby, a passion if you don't already have one, preferably two or three and master them. It really helps when it's something actually productive, you know? And by hobbies and passions, I don't mean video games. I mean actual skills that you actually build and create and you can actually teach this to someone. Whether it's cooking or woodworking or whatever it is. Like at least it's something where you're cultivating and refining and you see some tangible stuff out of it. And you know, there's an infinite number of things you can go out there and try. Choose something that is fun if possible. Like something that pays off, that is worth knowing. That means no TV shows or passive shit like that. Things that you actually need to do, build, paint, draw, plan, prepare, fix, start small, read an article, get a static kit, whatever, try it, get a coach, ask a question, get involved in a group. Little by little, weekly goals, shit like that. And you can do this by yourself or with other people, even if you're in a relationship, don't make it a couple's thing if you don't need to. It'll be your thing. And then after time, you'll be damn good at it. That's the reality. That's what happens with hobbies and passions. When you spend time behind it, you get really good at it nobody knows how to just do you gotta learn you gotta put in the time and then eventually you get really good at it so cultivate your hobby and passion of course and this brings me to point number nine which is to learn the power of gratitude to me gratitude is the master emotion if you can learn to say thank you more often life becomes much easier just to give you a simple analogy every day two stadiums filled with people die. That is somewhere around 150,000 people die every day. So being alive, waking up today, that is something to be grateful for, something to say thank you for. We take everything for granted because it just becomes a normal part of life. So cultivating gratitude, it actually takes some intention. Initially, you need to actually look at the simple things and say thank you because someone else may not have the things you have, may not have the experiences you have, 
may not have the health, may not have the friends, may not have the opportunities that you have. So just being able to say thank you more often, it makes life so much easier rather than being in a state of complaining. And there's two outcomes for every decision. One is getting you closer to what you want and the other is getting you away from it. As simple as that. So whether that is like happiness or simplicity or money, whatever you want in your life, think about what you do and when you do things, know why you are doing them. Don't just do stuff for the sake of doing it. You need to choose. You need to decide. You need to be intentional about it. Learn to cultivate gratitude in your life. It's a master emotion. And once you start saying thank you to everything, good or bad, life becomes 10 times easier. And this brings me to point number 10, which is a man's word is his bond, but his actions is his reputation. So this is really important. You need to be a man of your word. You need to be honest, respectful, disciplined, and you need to align everything you do with what you say. Everything you do is basically what builds up your reputation. Remember, all of this takes practice. You need to be patient. You need to take it step by step. It may get overwhelming, but you just need to choose one thing and start at it. But the important thing is to start today. And when an integrated man makes a promise, he keeps it, right? And an integrated man would rather face severe consequences than break his word. Every man knows that his word is as powerful as his actions, and they must be taken at face value. And that about wraps it up. So if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share it with your brother that you know who would benefit from this wisdom. And I'll be releasing a new episode every Monday, along with a free newsletter delivered to your inbox. You can get this at integratedman.academy. And please, if you have an area or topic that you personally struggle with or would like me to cover, reach out to me on my Instagram at Neil Atim. All the links are here in the description. See you on the next episode.